welcome, 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 podcast listeners. This is not live. No, it's not live. This this should be a live cast, but it's not a live cast because uh, we had internet issues, which meant that a live cast could not be possible. However, as a bonus, it does mean double mat. Woo! Woo! <laughs> so we get we get like. Two mats on the... In fact, it's going to be three mats on the trot, isn't it? Which is... It uh, is, and potentially, depending on the release uh, schedule, it might even be like, will we not, do we not need to do a Christmas one at some point? Will that be next week? I don't, I don't know. know how, I don't know how the weeks work, I forget. No, I, I've, I've, I've not looked at the scheduling for when Christmas lands. So, potentially, it could be like four mats on the trot with like... <laughs> The final one being... An Ubermat. That, yeah, Ubermat, yeah. Um, so I, I, rather than rather than like talking about scheduling, we should probably mention that this is episode 175. You're here with your host, Mr. Budget Pedal Chap. You've heard from him before, but here he is officially. It's Mr. Matt Quine. Say hi, Matt. Hi, Matt. We 175 episodes in and the joke's still not old. Indeed, indeed. I mean... It it gets us through. <laughs> I mean, the last time I, I I switched up the 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 formula for it, I got told off. I think I didn't say "tatty boy" and "good night," and uh, "hello sailor Joe" said, "hang on, something's wrong here." <laughs> You've broken the end of the podcast. Redo it now. Re-record it. Re-release it. <laughs> That's it. And because he's because he's a big man, um, I felt inclined to. <laughs> so I shan't do that again. Sorry, Joe. Uh, so yeah, it's episode one seventy-five. You're here with me. You're here with Matt, and it's not live. It is for us because you know that's how time works. Um, but it's not live for you. This will be coming out on Monday. The seventh. Um, yeah, seventh yeah. of yeah, Monday the seventh. There you go. Yeah, that's December. What I, that's what I said. Surely. Um. So yeah, um, we've got stuff. We've got stuff, haven't we? Um, let's do let's do the yes, podcast proper, hypothetically. <laughs> so, how are you, Matt? You're good. I am good. I am good. Lots of learning the dread, the dreaded Christmas music for the the Christmas parties, and also like other party tracks. But yeah, like I mean, to be fair, it's some good Christmas music. Like we're doing "Run Rudolph Run," the Chuck Berry Christmas song. Indeed, um, yeah. We're doing an Elvis one, which we've just turned into like rock and roll as opposed to like whatever. I've got a Blue Christmas or whatever it's called. Yeah, yeah. And we're just rock, we're rocking it up so it's a little bit less morbid. Um, yeah, because it's really dreary, that one, isn't it? It's like... It is, but yeah, you can just speed it up and just ignore the words. <laughs> <laughs> um, what else? Oh, the fucking Slade one. <laughs> I, I love that tune. You leave Slade alone. I'm doing it in both bands, for fuck's sake. <laughs> yeah, I mean, fair play. <laughs> uh, it, it's just, it's it, the, like the, I don't mind the start of it because it starts on a chord that's not in the key, which makes it. Yeah, yeah, it's like. Yeah, so it starts on a B flat. It does, and then runs, like a, yeah. runs down to an F, and then it goes into a basically a G. G like the rest yeah. of the song is in G, and then the chorus drops into that B flat again. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, 
So the B it, flat's yeah, not really it in it, but G B B minor B, B flat. Uh, uh, yeah. D, so like the yeah. So for the the verse, it's G B minor and D, and then for the chorus, it's G B minor B flat and then D. Yeah, yeah, you got, but in the in the in the verse, you've got oh. the the sussies as well, haven't you? And then you've got oh, the, yeah, the D, C D D D D. So you got like yeah. C. Oh, the bass line runs D, up and down. A D D A B C. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's really bouncy. I like I like the fact that it's bouncy, but also like not just A D and E, which most Christmas songs are. <laughs> like, yeah. there's some thought like, behind it. Yeah, I I mean, I, it's not like I hate this. the. The hatred really comes from the fact that every year I have to learn it like two weeks into November so that we can practice it, so that we can play it in fucking Christmas parties. That's why I hate it because it's the one Christmas song that I'm forced to listen to in November because I hate listening to Christmas music in November. I'm not a Christmas in November person. Christmas belongs in December and December only. Yes, yeah, I, I completely agree <laughs> with you with this. Um, I, I've played that song so many times that I've committed it to memory. Uh, it's it's been probably a good four or five years since I've played that song, and I couldn't, as as you can tell, I can I can tell you yeah. the chord. I can tell you the intricacies <laughs> of the chord progression. Yeah, you uh, can tell me the walking bass line between the chord progression. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's ingrained in my memory. Um, that's that's how I get around it, just by not forgetting it. Um, but yeah. yeah, that that it requires like an next level of. Yeah, like at, at this point, like this year, I picked up an acoustic guitar rather than like listening along and trying to work shit out. I picked up an acoustic guitar and it took me all of three minutes to to bash it out all the way through again. But usually, I forget, the bit I forget forget is the bridge. Yeah, uh, D minor, what do you get it? And then it's like B, yeah. isn't it? B flat. Oh, B flat. B, yeah, sorry. Yeah. If you D minor, B flat, and then D. Is it C? Yeah, C, C D. And then D. Yeah, yeah, and then you're back yeah. in. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, it's your cadence then, isn't it? Oh, yeah. oh, fantastic, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so like learning that stuff, and then we've like, because we've been doing a lot of blues and a lot of classic rock with the, the second band, obviously some of the blues stuff probably not right for a Christmas party. Like, I don't think people want Red House at a Christmas party. Yeah. Probably don't want Freebird. <laughs> I mean, there, there are quite a few blues-based Christmas tunes. I'm looking yeah. at you, Joe Bonamassa. Well, I don't know any <laughs> yeah. Joe Bonamassa Christmas tunes, but yeah. So, like, yeah, like I say, we've been doing Christmas, but we've also, like, we've thrown um, rock and roll music, which is a Chuck Berry song that the Beatles covered, so people yeah. are going to know it, and it's like it, it fits in well with some of the stuff that we do. Uh, Don't stop by Fleetwood Mac again. It's one that's fairly upbeat and chugging along, and allows me just to dick around because there's no no chords for the guitar. There's no rhythm guitar at all. It's all done on the piano, which means I just fuck around. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of kind of supplemental guitar licks on there. Yeah, all the like fiddly and like double stops and yeah, yeah, yeah load of that so yeah messed around in that and then oh christ i forgot the other christmas one we're doing we're doing mariah carey's all i want for christmas is you i mean back in the 90s <laughs> doing mariah carey would be uh, quite a fate wouldn't it yeah but we're in 2020 now she must be like 55 <laughs> i mean but yeah You'd still be high-fiving people on the bus home, I reckon. Oh, absolutely, yeah, yeah. But, like, yeah, so, like, yeah, that was the other one I have to look. And it's, it's got a fucking 
What is it? It is a C minor seven with an E flat and a bass. It is, yeah, yeah. Which for the guitar just makes it an E flat, but a D chord, but a bar version of a D chord. Or you can do the well, like so. It's like a C chord, but with yeah, a yes, finger, yes, so yeah, yeah. And the hope is because they were talking like I was saying, I was talking about it today. He's like, I'm going to try it once more, but next week we might need to learn it three steps down and I uh, said brilliant that's a C chord I can play a C chord yep <laughs> woo it's like no it's an A minus 7 with a C in the bass and I said on a guitar that's a C chord yep yeah pretty much <laughs> yeah yeah so, yeah so it's like three like three steps down that's in E then isn't it yeah mm-hmm. it is yeah but you don't get that because there's like the second chord in the song is G over B, isn't it? No, B, yeah. No, B over G. B, G with a B in the bass. I don't know how you could... Yeah, yeah, yeah. G, yeah G, it's G slash B, yeah. Yeah, but it's a piano playing it, and we've got a keyboard player who will play that chord. But it sounds really cool if you do it on guitar. If you play, it, it, play a G chord, but omit the Yeah, just omit the root note, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I know it mm. does, but... yeah. I'm all for just making it easier for the singer, and if I, I'm not playing in the intro anyway, like we're just going to leave the keyboard to do all the do 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 do, and then all the all that nonsense. I just ignore it and just strum along in the. It's a shame this isn't a live cast because those are some fantastic movements there, Matt. Like that was yeah. That was That's how you play like. keyboards, isn't it? Well, yeah. Just wave at it and it works. Lots of waving, yeah. Look. Wait, hang on. That's a theremin, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> keyboards and theremins are interchangeable. The they are essentially the same. I mean, they go into the, the categories of guitar and not guitar. So they fall yeah, exactly. safely into that other category. Yeah. But the, the one thing I'll miss about that is there's a bit in the verse where you can just basically strum a bass line like as you're playing the chords and obviously you won't i won't be able to do that if it's moved to e because it'll be completely different chords and it won't be moving between like a g and a c or whatever it is or is it and i had a quick look at it to be honest with you but as soon as they said we might change the the key i said just i'm not learning it in this key if you then tell me to put in another key because i'll play it in the wrong key yeah yeah <laughs> unless you then like play it in the same key but use your Variax to transpose down three steps. Yeah, but I'd have to plug the Variax in to make it go down three steps. It's not one of the standard tunings, and you know the the, the troubles I had when I plugged my Variax in. Yeah, yeah. It's still, I still don't have an acoustic guitar next to an electric guitar, which is all I really wanted. Yeah, because it just does the the software is awful. If you're listening, Line Six, your software is awful. Yeah, yeah. Um. The like the edit function is for uh, for the helix is brilliant. Like it's ideal because it's just like a big version of what's on the screen. For the variax, completely batshit crazy. Like yeah. is is completely counterintuitive. It's uh yeah yeah it's just just terrible. I'm just trying to think was there oh the other one we were putting in is something that I it's clean strat guitar and I never played clean strat guitars. Huey, Huey Lewis power, power of Love. Oh what a and tune. The, the 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 riff in the verse the ding 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 
it's clean Strat guitar. And I'm like, well, I'll break the Variax out then, but fucking hell. I haven't yeah. played clean Strat guitar since I was about seven. I mean, like, not not quite, but you know what I mean? Like, Yeah, it's it's the infancy of your guitar. I think it's it's like one of those where you've got to put it in either two or four position, compressor on, and shit loads of chorus. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so, I, I, yeah, I was using neck and middle with my analog band chorus, um, and I didn't have the... Because uh, I'd forgotten that I didn't put the compressor on the board. Um, but I'll put the compressor back on the board and just dial up the compression yeah. so that it's compressing all the time. Oh, yeah, it's got to be... You really need that, the really high attack, the really aggressive, like... Yeah, super squish, and it just... Yeah. It's just uh, yeah, and it, not not the amp anymore. needs to be as clean as possible. Yes, yeah, yeah. Like any drive on it makes it too <laughs> thick sounding, and then you're not yeah. you're not sat within yeah. that very specific pocket of EQ. <laughs> yeah, you you're all all of a sudden you're taking over the basis space, and he's looking at you like, "What the fuck are you doing?" Yeah, fuck off. Yeah, but the thing is, the 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 chorus is quite rocky and quite distorted. So I'm literally going from clean to Brexit means Brexit. Are. Nice. <laughs> Yeah, and for those who aren't aware, that is that's a a pedal. State of X pedal. Yes. Yeah. Not. It's not, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm not. Yeah. I'm not then like bringing Nigel Farage on to have a wave. <laughs> it's not. It's not a euphemism for like distorted guitar. I'm. I'm really bringing the Brexit. <laughs> oh dear. Well, that 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 sounds like an episode title, doesn't it? Really, that. <laughs> really bringing the Brexit. It does, yeah. Yeah, so yeah, basically I've been messing around learning songs. Interestingly, I learned everything that we've played this week on an acoustic guitar because I didn't have an electric guitar with me. So trying to learn, especially Power of Love, <laughs> on an acoustic guitar with action that you can get your fingers under, a little bit difficult. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, <laughs> lot of movement in those chords, isn't there? <laughs> Ding, 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 ding. Well, I mean, your f- first finger is is rooted and it's all like little like, just changing yeah. the shapes, but it's it, you've you've got to be really accurate. And when you're pressing down really hard to try and get an acoustic string to the fretboard, yeah, yeah it's it's a bit of a fight. So yeah, um, many I've, I've found it's a lot easier on an electric guitar, don't you know? <laughs> Who would have thought that? <laughs> Who would have thought it? Yeah, but then I've got and I've got a load of another a load of other songs to learn for the other band as well, which is just going to overload me, and I'm going to play the wrong song at the wrong time at some point. I know I will. You know, it's the most <laughs> wonderful time of the year, they say. <laughs> yeah, and the people will be jolly. Uh, all of them. To be fair, the last Christmas party we're playing is the company that I work for, and it's like it's not even the company wide one. It's like the team I work in and two of the teams we work closely with. Oh, nice. And I've. I've already been told I will be plied with shots the whole night and I'll be like, I won't drink them. And they're like, you won't have a choice not to drink them. We'll literally pour them down your face whilst you're playing. So I imagine that that night's not going to go the smoothest as a band anyway, but I've warned the band and yeah, uh, we're still, mean, we've been paid anyway, so it's fine. Yeah, I mean, like from your point of view, it will be it will be absolutely amazing. You'll not be dropping any <laughs> notes. Like your guitar will, will sound just Incredible. perfect yeah how am i getting this this fantastic tone that's right <laughs> drunk <laughs> yeah but like it'll be a good laugh like to see lads i work with all the time indeed yeah get them get to see you as uh as the weekend rock star yeah that's it it's like a superhero persona <laughs> yeah i mean a few of them have seen me play but not many so yeah it'll be 
it'll be different anyway. See, fantastic. Right. Yeah, that's about all I've done is learn shit. So, what have you been up to? Um, I mean, I've I've done videos. I've, in fact, I've recorded quite a few because I got I got a head start. I got a head start last week. I recorded a two-parter. Um, I recorded uh, the Joyo Aquarius, and I did it in two parts. I was kind of alluding to the fact that I was like I'd come up with the concept of a of a a, a different notorical tone, and with this I split it into the the kind of the normal sounds and then the crazy sounds within the Joyo Aquarius because it's got like it's got eight models of um, of delay sound and they're pretty much split down the middle of these are the ones that you'll you'll use if you're <laughs> like if you're looking for a delay yeah these are the ones that you'll use if you're looking to piss about with a delay pedal and occasionally play a note um these next four are your ones so i think like the, f- <laughs> the first four are like analog delay digital delay I think it's the other way around, actually. Like, digital's first, then you've got analog, then you've got tape, and then tube. Um, there's not a vast amount of difference between a lot of them. I mean, like, the digital's really pristine and really, like, like super, super precise. Yeah. Uh, so much so that if you take advantage of the the mix control being all the way up, which... It's very, very, uh, very spot on. It it will give you the note back as is. Uh, you wouldn't be able to tell the difference between the first note and the, the delayed note. Uh, then you've got uh, like the 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 analog one. Obviously, is like a darker repeat sound because like it's emulating that yeah. high end cut off that they they do to get rid of the clock noise on the bucket brigade circuit uh, then what have we got Ch- uh, tape i think that one degrades as the tape as the as the repeats happen so it becomes darker as it goes along uh which is kind of nice I, th- I like that one i think the most um and then the tube one had like a slight a slight modulation to it. I don't know where the logic behind that was, but like they're all, they're all pretty much. These are the ones that you'll use if you if you're looking for like a straight delay sound. Uh, generally speaking, the the Aquarius goes far too far. Like the the delay time goes to a point where I ain't gonna be using that much delay. Like that that longer delay uh the level goes far too present to a point where it's exactly the same volume as your your regular note uh so it every like the sweet spot is everything kind of half and under um but yeah so this week which will will be last friday for the listener uh, is the crazy sounds and you've got like uh low bit modern galaxy and something else uh, uh, so like the mod is like a weird flanging sound um 
low bit is like almost kind of bit crushery, low sample rate repeats. Uh, and Galaxy adds like a octave shimmer to it. So all the stuff that if you, I imagine that if you're into shoegaze, this is what you'll be looking for. Um, but I, I, I don't know. I think like if, if you're into, into those sounds, you're probably going to want to pay a bit more and get a better pedal, <laughs> like something yeah. which is just like a higher fidelity or has more control over these yeah, parameters des- designed for it. Yeah. Whereas these kind of do seem a little bit tacked on, uh, but it might be it might be a good like introduction to those kind of sounds to see if that's what you're really digging. Um, it's a it's a pedal that I don't think I'll be returning to all that much because the the subtle sounds aren't quite as good as I'd get from like the Joyo analog delay. Um, and the the crazy sounds, I just, I'm not an expert on them, but I don't think they stand up quite that well. Yeah. But for someone, this is like possibly the, the best kind of middle ground for them. Uh, it also has got a looper in it, which much like the TC electronic um, flashback, the the looper is useless. Like, <laughs> don't even bother. Fair. I mean, in the video, I've I'll I'll like put my hands up and say it's not the best demo of it because I'm trying to loop using my fingers pressing the button, which then means that both hands can't be on the guitar. Um, <laughs> but like, I've I've tried to use it as a looper, and I've got a ditto looper, and that's just better so yeah yeah, i just i wouldn't recommend that that for anyone i mean i don't think i'm recommending the pedal if i'm honest (laughs) (laughs) um but like it it weren't for me it weren't for me but like it it the sounds weren't bad they just they didn't do it for me um but like we've got the the first ever two-parter but also today uh, it's released um, something on the Pedal Boards of Doom YouTube channel. Uh, this will be like last week for you guys. So if you haven't checked it out, please, 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 please do. Um, it's like it's a, a very special Stomp V Stomp where I uh, AB an acoustic simulator in Helix 3.0 versus the Variax acoustic sims. Um, and now... Matt, you can't attest for the acoustic simulator sound on the Variax, but you can attest for the sound of the... Uh, sorry, the the, 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 the Helix. Helix, but you can on the Variax. Yeah, the Variax is very good. Like, it's it's not 100% there, and obviously, if you have the, the, the option to mic up a acoustic guitar... I would say mic up an acoustic guitar. If you've only got the option to plug in an acoustic guitar, I might even argue that the sounds in the Variax are probably better than just a piezo straight into a PA. Yeah. Um, 
like obviously if you've got like a, an acoustic preamp or an acoustic amplifier with like the right preamp to deal with piezo pickups then maybe not but certainly if you're normally plugging an acoustic guitar into a pa you generally can tell that sometimes yeah it's not the most natural of sounding acoustic is it when you've just got piezo but the no. the the variax the Mar- the I, I don't think they officially call it but it's basically a martin and a taylor isn't it the the, the two kind of default and then you've got like two 12 strings and a resonator or something like that uh, I think there are three acoustic models. Or is it, oh, yeah, is there an acoustic in the middle as well as the resonator on the banjo setting? Yeah, so there's uh, there's a Gibson. Uh, is it a, the JS Gibson or J two hundred or something like that? Yeah, probably. Uh, so the like the big body Gibson. Uh, I think that's the middle one. The the neck pickup is the the Martin, Martin. the, the fifty nine Martin D twenty five. Yeah, and then and the, the, the bridge is a tailor. like a smaller body. I think it's more towards the parlor size. Um, yeah. I, I always find myself going towards that neck pickup, going towards the like the big body Martin. If I'm not in a ba- if I'm playing on my own, um, I will always go for the Martin. If I'm in a band mix, I find myself going towards that that tailor that that smaller bodied because it cuts through a little bit more. I think yeah. it sounds less it's obviously it sounds less full but i think if you're playing in a full band and there's a bass vocals keyboards and drums there i think yeah. it sits better in the mix but that's just i mean it's all personal opinion but they all of the acoustic models in that and the 12 strings there's two 12 string models in it as well yeah like like people struggle to, so when we do um wish you were here and i've got the variax i'll do the intro and then loop it yeah. and People are wondering where the twelve string. Like I've, we've been asked twice where the twelve string guitar was, <laughs> <laughs> and it's so they, yeah, like yeah, there you go. It's here. It's this red electric guitar. They're like that's yeah. not twelve no. string. No, yeah, that's got six. I can count them. Uh, <laughs> like yep, no, it's magic yeah. voodoo, voodoo they, they, magic fairy dust. Yeah, the the variax fantastic for those acoustic models. Like I say, it's not quite the real thing if you can mic up the real thing, but. Oh yeah, yeah, but like, ain't nobody got time for that. Is essentially what the <laughs> what the Variax excels in, isn't it? Yeah, like it's it's ninety percent of the way there, and you're like, shit, that'll, that'll do. do. Um, yeah. I I got Stuart to watch the video because uh, it only drops like an hour before we're casting. Uh, I got Stuart Tate, who is notoriously um, a Variax skeptic. I think is is a uh, a very kind way of saying it. He's a he's a very axophobe. He is, yeah. I mean, he usually posts the gif of uh, of Jeff Goldblum standing next to a triceratops shit whenever I mention <laughs> the variax. So, I mean, that that kind of gives you the the scope of of the mindset of Stuart Tate. <laughs> uh, and he said, "I hate to admit it, but the the variax acoustic sounds are fantastic." Yeah. Uh, so, in your face. There you yeah, go. You just need a very clean amp to run it into. Um, don't run them into a slightly driven amp that I've made. I've made that mistake once before. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like I'd, I'd forgotten that I don't run my amp on completely clean. I was like, ooh, ooh, ooh. Yeah, oh, this is ooh. gritty. Yeah, this is a gritty. Ooh, this is why you don't use drive pedals in a fucking <laughs> acoustic guitar. Apart from Fender, who have got that 
Acoustic, <laughs> yeah. Acoustasonic, is it? No, the it? the um, within their pedal range, they've got like an acoustic drive pedal. I can't remember what it's called. It's like the Mag or something like that. Um, oh, yes. The one that was released earlier this year or late last year. Yeah. Again, like, they merge it all into one, don't they? Because the, there's, there's, no, there's nothing really that stands out about those pedals, like like within that lineup. The lineup itself, itself has, has been quite critically acclaimed and there's... There's a few sleep hits within it, but if you ask me to name five of those pedals, I'd get. There's get... the blue one, the orange one, the red one. There's a couple of double ones. Yeah, that's exactly that. I know Pugilist is one of them, and I think I, I, now you've said it, I remember it. Um... Uh, the Compugilist is also one because I remember yeah, it being like it... a dad pun, like, and. Yeah. Um... The, yeah, well, there's a metal one, isn't there? And I can't remember what that's called. But they, this is exactly my point, that <laughs> they might be beautiful pedals within their own right. And they seem like really well designed. And I really like the fact that they've got those, like they've got the light up knobs, like the knobs that have got like a clear insert in them so that they, you can really clearly see them within a, uh, like a dark uh, like band environment. It seems like all really well thought through. And then they're all just kind of faceless, aren't they? Like, yeah, uh, I, I like they're, they're metal enclosures with rounded corners and like, it, like that's all well and good, but they all blend into one. They've got the same font on every single one of them. Like they're a traditional line of pedals. It's just. Oh yeah, like it's a cohesive line. You'd, yeah, you'd, you'd just, definitely say like that's part of that. They came is. out fifteen years too late. Like mm. lines of pedals, like most most brands have had lines like that for ten, fifteen, twenty years, or they're the new TC ones where it's a, it might be a line of pedals, but they're thirty nine fucking quid, so you remember it because you go, do you know what? I need a spare chorus, and for thirty nine quid, I might try that. Oh, actually, it's quite good. Whereas you don't go, oh, I've got 150 quid to spare. Rather than get a handmade in the UK tape pedal, I'll have a look at this Fender thing. Yeah, and it's like, just not the first thing that comes to your mind. Mentioning TC as well, like the TC tone print stuff is—it's almost—it's almost along the same lines as the the Fender pedal, where they're a bit faceless, a bit nameless. But then I was yeah. just having a look at them, and each of they're them... They're 10 have, years old. I mean, but even still, like, if you have a look at the like the graphics on the front of that, like, yeah, the, the font has got, like, it's it's like its own little logo, and then yeah. there'll be another yeah. one for something else, and another one for something else. So the, the, even though they've, they're, they've got, like, a really cohesive and quite generic look to them, like really clean and sterile, which some people say. Each of the pedals have a bit of personality as well, with the like the li- yeah. little bits of t- subtle tweaking to the branding. Yeah, and like I say, they're, they're stalwarts. They've been out since 2011 or 2010 or whatever it is. They have like, yeah. and you know they they've hoovered up that corner of the market. Like they're they're exactly what you would buy in those Fender. Like oh okay, Fender have got a couple of drive pedals in there that might be a bit more expensive than the Mojo Mojo and the the Dark Matter. But 
for the most part, like the the chorus and the the phaser and whatever else Fender have got in that line, are slightly more expensive from what I remember than what the the tone print line now is, and the tone print stuff has got far more options in it because it's got the tone print. Yeah, and they're smaller enclosures as well. Yeah, Fender ones are essentially like one and a half to two sizes of pedals stuck together. Yeah, like. I, yeah, I never got on with that Fender range. Like, to be honest with you, I I've heard demos when we were reporting about it. Yeah, I've forgotten what they sound like, so they can't have been that impressive. And I was never that interested in looking before or since because there's already a million things in that in that bracket. Why would I bother with something else new that is from a company that's had historically some not great pedals? <laughs> Speaking about companies that have historically not had some great pedals that's a lovely way that's a lovely way to segue into our news uh uh, i mean that that's quite unfair like uh, more we're talking about like a a complete stalwart of um of like the pedal community much like tc much like um like mxr and ehx boss have been around for i mean boss pretty much wrote the book on how guitar <laughs> pedals now are like with the DC barrel jack being kind of standardized the form factor of a, an individual stomp pedal that everyone kind of then fell in line with uh so boss love them or hate them they are important they have finally finally like released they finally dropped the shit that they were on the pot for such a long time with um, with this drawn-out Instagram and Facebook campaign. Um, we thought it was going to be a, a, an FZ2 or FZ5W. Yeah. Kind of. Sort of is. <laughs> kind sort of, of, yeah. Sort of, can yeah. we say, maybe? So, it's, it's fuzz-based. It's... Uh, it's Essentially, it's the Tone Bender 2W. So this spells their partnership with uh, Solar Sound uh, London, who uh, in the 1960s uh, were the people to be, be producing the Tone Bender. Um, this is uh, a, a pedal based on the Mark II. Uh, and so it's it's... What you'd expect from a tone bender, it's got two-ish controls, so it's got level and attack, which is what you expect from a classic fuzz. It's also got the Waza mode, quote unquote, which gives you true bypass and buffered bypass. So okay, so that allows it to sit either a true when- bypass boss pedal. <laughs> yes, yeah, true bypass boss pedal. Uh, so yeah, I mean, you your true bypass mode, obviously is kind of standard mode and then the buffered bypass to um to sit better within certain parts of a chain so um that's that's an interesting uh thing obviously like what's what's made it really interesting is the fact that it's part of the wasacraft um line but it's not a upgraded or uprated older boss stomp box it's now a completely new thing, but 
straight into the Wazcraft line. Yeah, like, I know that's not what Wazcraft is, but at the same time, is it maybe Boss admitting that their old fuzz pedals weren't very good? Like, I don't want to, like, I don't want to say that. I've never tried one of the old Boss fuzz pedals, but whenever I've been told to try a fuzz pedal, nobody's ever said, try this old Boss thing. It's always been either start with a muff or start with a fuzz face, or here's a new version of either a muff or a fuzz face. It's never been, here's an old Boss pedal. Yeah. Mind you, that being said, like, there's a massive... Uh, massive cult following for the the Behringer SF two hundred. Is it the the Super Fuzz? Possibly. And that, that is essentially uh, it's it's essentially like a rip of the Boss um, FZ five, possibly. Maybe FZ two. I don't know. I don't know the 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 Boss fuzzies. Yeah, I'm terrible um, for them. Yeah. Um, I'm terrible with all, to be honest with you, I half the time I get unless it's DS one, S D one like I, I usually get the number like was the like I know we said before the cast that the the um the Road Rage pedal was the last kind of collaboration that they did, the the Angry Driver or whatever they ended up calling it. Yeah. But like the did they did they not do one with Fender in the mid two was it the F R V seven? Yeah. Something like that. Yeah, yeah, they the did reverb pedal and so it's fender logoed. Yeah, they did. Uh, they did a bassman as well, like a bassman preamp. Ah, I don't think I've ever seen that. Yeah, it's like tweed, uh, ah, and it's got okay. like like the the brown logo with silver writing, I think. Uh, and it's just yeah, bassman essentially. Uh, it's got okay. some concentric knobs on it. Uh, but yeah. yeah, it was that. But yeah, the the uh, the spring reverb. Uh, with like the Cosm um, technology-based uh, spring reverb, they've got quite a cult following. Um, they didn't have when they were first out, <laughs> um, but since people have like actually shit, these are legit. I mean, that's, uh, that seems to be the case with a lot of things, isn't it? Like after they're discontinued, all of a sudden everybody wants one. Oh yeah, like people like absolutely like howling about the um, the slow gear. And we're like, oh, when are we going to see a reissue of the slow gear? The reason it's not in production now is because people weren't buying it. <laughs> yeah, if you'd have bought it at the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, if there'd been a consistent purchase history of it, like if you'd have kept that ticking over, you'd still yeah. be able to buy it today. It's, it is completely your fault. So, yeah, you've you've dug this grave. Now, get in it. Uh, um, but yes I mean so like the 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 time bender so this is it's going to be a limited run uh, because they are using quote unquote rare germanium transistors Um, so I mean I, I imagine they're kind of vintage sourced and they've got like a definitive pile of this certain many of them. Yeah. Um, and then from there on, they can't then guarantee anymore, um, that, which is fair enough. It does, however, mean that the hype for this pedal is going to go through the roof, isn't it, pretty much? It is. It always does. Oh, just, yeah. 
I, d- I don't know. Like, it's not something I'm even going to bother trying. Like, obviously, I've got no way to try it over here anyway. I can't leave the island at the moment until hopefully this injection thingy, vaccine, that's what it's called, not injection yeah. thingy, um, and, until that kind of, like, rolls out. So, you know, maybe I'll get a chance to play it earlier than I thought, but, like, I don't even think I'll, like... It's, it's not something that interests me. It's not a pedal that I'm after the sound of. Um, I'll, I don't even know who used one. The, I mean, they were quite... <laughs> like, tone benders were quite quite notorious. There's, there's a fair few. I'm uh, sure they were, but, like... I, yeah, all, all of the fuzz pedals that I know of are either fuzz faces or fuzz face clones or... They're muffs or muff clones. Yeah, 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 yeah legit. Um, for me, and I think what you're saying is, it, about not not being able to try it for a while, I I would go a step further and say they're probably going to be sold out before then because yeah. I imagine that like as soon as Boss announced their price, that like the the stores are going to put them up for pre-order and then those pre-orders will go uh, probably so if there's I, a big enough cult following behind them then yeah yeah and i think the so be it the whole um the whole fact that it has been teased over the uh, over social media it's built up some hype that way and the limited nature of them i i reckon these are going to go pretty pretty quick um but yeah what annoys me about it, people are, are like currently saying, "Yeah, as soon as pre-orders go, let me know, and I'll 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 be on that." Some people going, "Yeah, I'm definitely buying it." I've not heard a, a clip of these yet. I don't yeah, know what it, it says. Horrendous. It could be horrific. Yeah, I mean, we, even... we're not expecting yeah. it to be, but, but like my my point behind it is that I'm not going to put money down for anything unless I can. Like assure the quality of it. Yeah, I mean, like the the thing that I like this draws me to straight away is the 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 dirty Shirley pedal from Friedman. Um, I had a chance to play one of the first run when I went to Steve's, and he didn't like it, and I didn't like it, and Chris Wilson that like has been on some of the earlier pods didn't like it either, and we all kind of went. It sounds nothing like the um, the amp does, and. It just—it sounds like a clean note with some mush after it. And after about three months, they recalled everything from the first run because there was an issue with the pedal. So how do how do you know that they haven't done something like like Friedman aren't a small company? They're not somebody who are like not known. So how do you know Boss haven't just aren't going to accidentally just I don't know solder one thing in the wrong like program the machine to solder one thing in the wrong place? I mean, and yeah, it'll sound wank. Yeah, how do you know that's not going to happen? So, yeah, like maybe try listening to it first before you, like, yeah, just maybe, you know, hold off. But yeah, I mean, it's the same people that buy fucking Joe Bonamassa signature <laughs> guitars before they fucking release it, isn't it? Just, oh, I've heard of this. Yeah. Um, gimme, 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 gimme. Yeah, I, d- I don't like the whole pre-order culture. I don't, I, I didn't like it, like... When way back when I used to work in a game shop, um, and like the whole thing was as soon as something's been announced, before any gameplay footage comes out of it, you've got to push for pre-orders. You've got to get people pre-ordering it 
and people would like especially with the big titles like modern warfare and fifa it yeah. was oh yeah i'm putting a pre-order down for that you're like well you've not seen gameplay it, it could literally be the wankest thing ever um and you're just blindly pre-ordering this and like people not only doing like the free pre-order scheme but also like putting money down for like oh this is like the collector's edition and i oh, like the this will be the the bundle box with the con like with the console branded with this and people yeah. putting like five ten twenty quid down for these things and you're like you've not seen it you've not seen the quality you, you, of it you, know? you don't know what's in this extra bundle you just know there's going to be one just there yeah i hate just... I, I absolutely hate pre-order culture and it seems to be seeping into the guitar uh community yes uh, and it it boils my piss yeah, I mean, I get, I get why like a smaller brand might do it just to see if it's viable to release the product. But like, oh boss yeah, know that this is going to sell out. They know it is because there's enough people that are after tone. But like, as much as I thought it was a range master before the cast, and you told me it was a fuzz <laughs> pedal because <laughs> I'd mixed it up with a treble booster. <laughs> because I mean, it starts T and T- then yeah, P. Yeah, TB. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, like. Um, as much as I don't know anything about it, I guarantee there'll be a fo- like a cult following because it's it's an old pedal. Like it doesn't matter what the old pedal is, there's always a cult following because so and so's tone in 1974 used this, and it was the best tone I've ever heard. And you know, blah de blah de blah, left blah 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 blah. It's it's all the same, but yeah, like there's always going to be a cult following. So <laughs> I can feel this is the point where we're becoming jaded by just like capitalism of guitar here <laughs> oh it's all the, just the fucking same <laughs> it's just a strat or it's just a tube screamer or <laughs> yeah no but i know i know what you mean like and like if if you're like doing a pre-order with a with a comp like a small company chances are they're gonna have like a a, a demo of what that thing sounds like to entice you in there's no demo here. There's no. There's just a picture. No, there's nothing. Yeah. Uh, I mean, no doubt those things will come out, and chances are it'll be a brilliant sounding guitar pedal, and guaranteed they will sell out. Uh, I mean, because um, the JHS hand wired fuzzes, the sixty sixes, was it? The sixty six series. Me, yeah. The, the ones, the hand wired ones that he sold for. I feel what, like it was sixty six, yeah. Quite a lot of money, like the the plain black enclosures. I think they, I think there was a tone bender in that, like a Mark II tone bender, and they sold out. So it's gonna happen, isn't it? But yeah, I think that's where we stand on that one. Um, and I think when we compare it to the the HM two W, which I think we mentioned a little bit last week. I think I'm a bit more excited for that than I am for this, if I'm honest. I mean, both of them will pass me by without me trying one. Oh, yeah, like... (laughs) I I I mean, I haven't tried a Wazacraft pedal yet, so that's probably not hard, actually, but... Yeah, this isn't going to be the place that I start, let's say. Yeah. Um, Oh, it's just reminded me, um, Lorcan has dropped his DS1 for a blues driver. And it sounds so much better. <laughs> so if you're listening to this, Logan, I prefer the Blues Driver. I mean, <laughs> Defin- definitely. 
I've not heard it, and I I do. To be fair, <laughs> so good choice. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the the DS One is it's a thing, isn't it? Yeah, uh, and it it does some sounds. Well, it does that sound very well. It's just it's not particularly the sound for me. And the Blues Drive is infinitely more usable and sits in a far better place. And he, it, it, what reminded me is like, do I go for a normal one or do I go for a Wazacraft one? And I was like, just kidding. I'm not sure whether I should upgrade to the Wazacraft one. And I'm like, yeah, just yeah, just the normal one is fine. <laughs> to be fair, the Digitech Screaming Blues would have been a a fair share with that. It's the same thing with a <laughs> with a bass control. <laughs> so <laughs> we're all good. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I, 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 yeah. I actually, it's the first time I've ever heard of Blues Driver live in person. Yeah, for, for somebody else playing, like I've played one in somebody's house through a small amp turned not very turned up not very loud. So it's the first time I kind of like heard it at gig volume. And yeah, sounds really good. Yeah, they're, they're decent pedals. To be fair, there's not huge huge amounts of gain on tap, but there's enough. But you, you don't you don't need like certainly not for what we're doing anyway. Like yeah, for like classic rock and blues and <laughs> yeah, driving blues pop. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, for about exactly that, yeah. That. It'll do, yeah. Yeah. And if he puts a tube screamer in front of that as well, <laughs> you are getting... Screaming blues. Yeah, you, you, yeah you, you get screaming blues, yeah. No, but, like, you'll be able to get pretty much all of the tonal territory you ever need with... Because, like, he's doing most of the kind of rhythmy stuff and... Yeah. that yeah, That'll be it. Like, that, that's... You've got, like, the push for the game there. So you get a bit more gain and a bit more compression. Yeah. Uh, like set the blues driver a little bit lighter to get a bit more open airiness. Oh, yeah. th- that'll be. And then because the Origin Twenty doesn't have a reverb tank on it, will get you a reverb pedal, and you've pretty much got a, the startings of a pedal board there with your tuner at the start. <laughs> Yeah, it doesn't get any better than this. It just it will get more and this more intricate. Where, I was going to say this is where this is where it falls down the cliff. Yeah, we're sorry, Logan. We're sorry. <laughs> but uh, like honestly, that's a like having a blues drive. I could get away with a gig. In fact, I have gotten away with gigs with just a blues drive. Well, with just yeah. a screaming blues, uh, which is a blues driver. Yeah, it's yeah, just a clone. Yeah. So yeah, I. I yeah, I would commend that. Um, I'm I'm a bit uh, concerned that Boss haven't done the Wazacraft DS1 yet. They've done the SD1. They've done the Blues Driver. Come on, get the trifecta on the go. But you actually want it, though? I think I do, yeah. Like a, a more refined DS1. Potentially like a DS1 that does... Bit like a bit more versatility. Would you reckon? Like we mentioned that um, they got in bed with JHS to do the Angry Driver or whatever it was called. Yeah. Do you think maybe they don't want to step on his modding the DS1 toes? Because isn't his isn't it? Or is it? It's it's Keeley that do the modded DS1, isn't it? Not JHS. I think JHS have got mods for. Yeah. So maybe it was in like they they. They don't want. I don't know. Like, but Keeley have got uh, Blues Driver mods. So have JHS. 
JHS oh, right, okay. like cut their teeth modding boss battles. So okay, all right, okay, yeah, yeah, that will be it then. I don't know, just yeah, maybe they've realised that the DS one is great for grunge and yeah, grunge has already happened. <laughs> yeah, whereas there's there's still blues dads out there, but there aren't that many grunge grunge yeah. bands still going. I don't know, like give it a couple of years, you'll get grunge dads. Yeah. Yeah, I reckon they're happening now, to be fair. I was going to say, they'll, they'll definitely be Grunge Dads out there. It's whether they're playing it or not. Yeah, okay. Uh, we are 53 minutes in. We've got we've got time for... We've got time for one. I reckon we'll leave the meaty one for for the next cast. And we'll just okay. talk about the Ibanez, because I want to I wanna be a bit self-indulgent. So, I mean, there was a kind of sigh there of... Of Matt's kind of it, it wasn't supposed to be a sign. I'm just tired. Resignation. Like, okay, <laughs> if we have to do the Ibanez, we have to do it. Um, to be fair, I'm kind of halfway there already myself. Um, but I read. I really want to talk about this because I imagine it's not going to get talked about much elsewhere because it's not that exciting. <laughs> um, Way to sell it. Way to sell it. <laughs> um, but I like it so. Come on, have a listen for the for the last ten minutes. Just indulge with me. Uh, so Ibanez RG five sixty five. Um, this guitar is a bit strange. So it's like RGR. So it's got reverse headstock. Boo! Um, tickly balls. Indeed. I mean, everyone likes a good ball tickle. Uh, um, yeah, but we don't like doing the act of tickling someone else's balls if they're stood three foot to our left no. and they're giant. <laughs> yeah, like twelve foot tall. Tickle, tickle, tickle. Um, yeah, so it's it's got the upside down headstock. I like them. I think they're really cool, uh, especially on the Ibanezes because they call it the devil tongue or something like that. The, the, uh, the headstock when it's upside down. Um, what was the code again? Five six five. Five six five. Yeah. Okay. Uh, have you got it? I'm just trying to find one. Uh, so I believe about ten years ago, which means it could be anywhere between five and fifteen years ago, um, based on the chronology of uh, past podcasts. Like I was listening to our podcast. <laughs> like this week's podcast when I was thinking, oh yeah, the Brad Paisley was last last year. No, when it was two two years ago. No, three years ago when it was two thousand seventeen. Like fuck, man. Like so. So sorry. You think the RG five six five was either issued five or ten or fifteen years ago? Yeah, somewhere between that. Yeah. Try again. Was this earlier than that? Was it like an eighties thing? Not quite. It Go was on. the same year I was born. It was nineteen ninety one. No. Like, but they 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 recently did a reissue of these where um, it was like essentially like a like a flat um, flat gloss red and flat gloss blue version. And basically, the thing that makes them not just any other Ibanez RG is that it's got a humbucker in the bridge, but a um, like a stacked single coil in the neck, um, which was like a like a like a mini, uh, like a single coil sized humbucker, rather than a stacked single coil. Sorry, 
uh, which like is a is an interesting aesthetic it, uh, it also puts the neck pickup closer to the the actual neck of the guitar so you get more of that warmth whereas yeah. with 24 frets and and a neck booker it tends to be a bit less uh less of Warm. the kind of yeah less of the kind of thickness um so which is why they do that i think joe satriani's got a um like a signature model that has got that um that setup and he does it exactly for that reason um but it's got it's got a five-way switch on a two pickup guitar and it's really mental so the five-way switch does bridge bridge and neck with the inside coil splits so okay. that the yeah. the ones that are closest to each other uh, so kind of i'd imagine quite telecastery sounding um then you've got both pickups on at once so like standard yeah. jill humbucker setup then you've got the neck in parallel and then you've got like regular neck so pretty like pretty versatile tonally especially considering that this is pretty much a shred machine uh yeah. as we mentioned like uh 24 frets super wizard neck so quite thin yeah quite flat as well i think like 16 inch radius usually five piece maple walnut neck so maple walnut stripe maple yeah. walnut stripe yeah um Coming in two colours, you've got emerald green, which is essentially like a like a dark metallic surf green, uh, and then fluorescent orange, which if you think about the Charvel um, Pro mods, yeah, you're pretty much there. Um, and I, th I believe that the the inlays for the dots are colour coded as well. Okay, uh, which they were on these these ones Originals. that were released. Well, the ones that were released any any number of years ago. Okay, so the other two, the the reissues of this guitar that I can find, yeah, two thousand and nine and two thousand and twelve. Oh, there you go. So that's uh, and the reissues. I think the reissues had uh, Demarzio pickups in as well. It had like a... neither of them were actually called the five six five though. There was the four six five M, which was yeah. a tribute to this type of guitar. Yeah, um, which had Demarzios in it. That'll be the one that I'm thinking of then. Uh, Is it like that, red it, or blue? It's red. There you go. It's that. Uh, I, can't, I don't know whether I can get uh, it not shine on you. No. Uh, yeah, that's the one. Yeah. Uh, so that's the 2009. That was the RGR465M. Uh, yeah. There you go. Demarcio's, although it is an active humbucker. And is it? Yeah. Shit, man. So, oh, oh yeah. hang on. No, no, sorry. Demarzio pickups with a deactivator humbucker. Sorry, I read that as active humbucker. <laughs> it's yes. like no, a, an active deactivator Demarzio activator, I assume. Yeah, so and you, an Air Norton S humbucker in the neck, which is a single coil size humbucker. So yeah. Yeah, so um Air Norton I had in my Les Paul as a neck pickup. They sound fantastic. Uh the deactivator, the whole shtick behind that is that it's uh, a passive pickup that sounds like an active pickup. It's got the EQ curve of, a, okay. of an active pickup, uh, hence deactivator. Uh, 
So, so yeah, I mean, I, I actually got to play one of these. Um, and it was really good. It, it, it was really like a really cool guitar. Um, because it had the Dimasio pickups in it, it was like probably about 500-ish, 500-600. And I was, at the time, I was like, mm, nah, I've already got an RG and it doesn't really do <laughs> much else that my RG doesn't. So, yeah. no. Uh, so they've, they've now essentially bought it back out so that I've got an extra chance to do it. Um, however, I feel these might be a little bit more expensive because they're made in Japan rather than kind of, I assume those were like Indo or a very, very most Korean. Uh, yeah, so, sorry, I got lost in the Ibanez wiki trying to find your reissues, so I don't know how much they cost at all. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I, I could tell you it was around that price. Um, these these Ibanez RG uh, 565s aren't... They've, they've not got a price yet. The price is to be I've got, I've got a price here. It's TBC. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. Too bloody... Cut. Cheap. <laughs> too, yeah, too bloody cheap. Well... It won't we be, <laughs> yeah, maybe. So, the, like the things that I'm thinking might go in its favour is it's base wood, so it's not a particularly pricey wood, and the pickup selection. So, in the in the older versions, it, as you said, Demasio Deactivator and Airnor, and which are like branded quite quite well off pickups. Um, these it's got an um, Infinity Blade ceramic neck pickup. Which is like the Infinity series is the ones that are usually found on the the low end. Um, like, like put it in uh, context, my uh, my Ibanez, which is like a five seventy, which is like the the model that is just above the Go series that came with Infinity <laughs> series pickups. Uh, so it's got an Infinity blade blade neck ceramic pickup. Uh, and then the the bridges, the the pickup that's a step up from that, which is the V8. So they do the V7 okay. and the yeah. V8, which are like yeah. the the ones that you get on the ones that are just before like the the premium and the the prestige ones. Yeah, uh, where you'd be getting obviously like Seymour Duncan Damasio or EMGs. And nowadays you'll probably get Fisherman Fluence chucked in there as well. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, like the the, the V eight's an Alnico uh, pickup, so might sound alright. Uh, who knows? But like from that from that spec, it might be that it's within a price range where I go. Well, that's tempting. <laughs> I mean, the, the things that that like go against it. It's a twenty four fret, which. It doesn't necessarily phase me too much, but it's on a maple board, which, ugh, it doesn't it doesn't look fantastic with. But are they not with, huge fat frets like a normal Ibanez, and you'll never touch the board anyway? Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, they will be like ridiculously big, um, but it doesn't matter. I'm like, just thinking about all the all the wizard necked Ibanezes I've played, which is about five and they've all got frets that are as wide as your finger yeah yeah pretty much yeah <laughs> um so yeah. 
Like the chances of you touching the fret the fretboard, pretty much it's lit, zip. Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll agree with that. Oh I mean, crap! I was supposed to pick my Cabernito up on Monday. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> the moment of realization. It's just talking about frets. It's just had a fret dress. Oh my god! Oh yeah, okay. I need to cool. message a guy later. Yep. <laughs> Sorry yep. about that, people. You didn't need to know that. <laughs> it's, it's fine. It's a it's a peek behind the curtain. Um. So yeah, the the twenty four fret and the maple neck. Uh, go against it a little bit for me. The ceramic neck pickup is just like, mm, okay. Um, I mean, chances are what I'd do is switch it out for a, a, like a, a standard single coil and a P90 in the bridge because why the fuck wouldn't you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, the, the, yeah, the, the base wood as well would suggest to me that it's not going to, not going to be massive price, but then it is made in Japan. So my prediction is that it's going to be like 800 quid. Yeah. I mean, I would, if I was going to guess, I'd have said seven to 800 quid. Yeah. And if I'm spending 800 quid on a, uh, on a, on a guitar that I'd need upgrading, I might as well just go for the, the, uh, Charvel pro mod. Yeah. Um, sounds tempting. That does. Might give it a go. Yeah. No, no more guitars for me. I've got enough guitars for now. No, I'm I'm staring at a rack full of guitars, thinking, yeah, there's there's no space. Stop it, man! Stop it. <laughs> yeah, like like yeah. I keep thinking, like at some point, I need a premium Strat, like a a good quality Strat. Yeah, but you do. I've got no space to put it at the moment. I yeah, just no. Let's let's not. I, I, I'm like like when I went into this year saying I wouldn't buy anything and then bought a load of shit. I think I'm good where I am. Yeah. Like I don't think I need anything else. Need is a horrible word. It's, I, it's I, an I, ugly word, is really. <laughs> it is, but at the same time, like I don't think I've got space for anything else either. <laughs> True that, and that that's that's, uh, that's a place where we can end this podcast because. <laughs> We're going to talk ourselves into other purchases, I reckon. Oh, God. No, please, no. Yeah, exactly that. Although, if you do get the the, 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 the Charvel, let me know how it is. Okay. We'll <laughs> let you know exactly how wonderful it is. Fuck's sake. Because it's essentially, you can get like HSS straps out of them, can't yeah. you? The- I think you can even get an SSS strap. Is it Char- that might not be the Charvel. I might be thinking of something else. But yeah, like... Uh, I know Jack. Jackson do like uh, a triple S, um, Charvel esque um, looking thing, and yeah, I've walked past that a few times and I thought, oh, go on, that's pretty, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but we shall see anyway. Um, so we we've we've got some Patreon people who we, we do. are financially obliged to talk about. Uh, they all happen to be lovely people, so it's not much of an obligation. Um, but for as little as two dollars a month, you can join join them upon this amazing list of people who get heralded as the people who keep our lights on. Uh, so, if you want to be one of those people, Patreon.com/slash Fret Talk, you can find out here. Most people are as follows: We've got Andrew Bimson. We've got Mr. Adam Yeomans of Chef Tone Effects. We have got 
Doug Christ of 37 Effects. We've got Joseph Richardson of Joseph Richardson Music and of Abstractian Band. We've got Hugh G-Rection. Hey. Yes, we do. Um, we've got Mr. Ben Fletcher of Fletcher Pickups. And we have got Mr. Brian Gower of the Tone Jerks podcast. So, those are our Patreon peeps, dudes. <laughs> I think we could we could do with having a few uh, a few ladies on that um, Patreon list. So if you are a lady and you want to throw us some some money, patreon.com slash fret talk. Um, if you want to catch me online as well, obviously you you are on Facebook, Instagram and YouTube slash budget pedal trap. And YouTube is the home to the no talk all tone. And if you want to get a little extra, extra sign sign, you go over to pedal boards of doom on YouTube as well. You can get the Stomp V Stomp series as well. And possibly, possibly, within the next week or so, you might be getting some more pickpocket series as well. Well, hey. (laughs) Uh, I do need to do a little bit of research, though, because I've got a plectrum that I'm not entirely sure what it is. (laughs) And I've recorded a video on it. (laughs) So I've got to find (laughs) out what it is first. Um, Matt, you are... Uh, on the internet, exclusively oh, yeah. as heel underscore Matt Q at Twitter. Pretty much. At Twitter. At Twitter, Instagram. Yep. You are part That'd of the Bad, Bad Bookers podcast also. Yep. Which that... is back. This Sunday just gone as this podcast gets released. It is think. back on a Sunday. Yeah. Which Sunday? Who knows? Oh, yeah. And that's the live recording on Twitch, and I believe actually it's being split into two episodes. As the podcast, I can't remember. People were talking. It, yeah, we had a, a meeting as a podcast, and yeah. yeah, there you go. So things are happening. Things are definitely happening. Well, yeah. Let's go with that. And that is that's a wonderful place. I think we're forgetting to forgetting to do verbal things <laughs> and that's that's usually a good a good indication that the podcast needs to just stop uh so probably yeah so from myself mr budget pedal chap from mr matt Coyne, say bye matt bye matt Wee-hee. it will be a tatty bye and good that's for you joe by the way it will be a tatty bye and good night for this week ta a bit Bye. Wave. Bye. Ta-da. See you Bye. later. Oh, Peter's in. Wait. Yeah. I sat next to an insurance woman woman during a Robbie Williams concert and through it all she offered me protection. <laughs> oh that's Yeah. Yeah. That's legitimately good. That, that was brilliant. <laughs> <laughs>